into the live stream on today. Let's start off with a prayer and we'll proceed from there. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the finished work of the cross. We thank you for the God that we have investment and our investment, Lord God, we entrust our time currency, our our money currency and our gift to you, Father God. It's it's yours anyway, but you give it to us for a period of time upon the earth. And as you give it to us, Father God, we take it and then lay it back at the altar, lay it back at the place that you can bless it, that you can increase it, and that we from the natural sense of things can release into the atmosphere, release into the ground, release over time period, that return investment, which is a hundredfold. We So we thank you for your word. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy ever flowing on today. And bless the word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. On today, we want to talk about seed. And in Mark 4, 26 through 29, Jesus shares a parable about a seed. And so what kind of seeds are there? <clears throat> From the prospect, a seed is a material that gets invested or get planted. And whatever that seed is, whether good or bad, if it gets planted, it's going to evolve. If it gets planted in the appropriate context of soil and in the appropriate process, it's going to uh, evolve and it's going to multiply. And it must be in the right ground in, in order for those things to happen. And there's another parable, and we're not going to talk about that, where there's stony ground, where there's sand and and different other types of ground and how things grow up and some things don't manifest and some things do manifest. Um, and in, in that parable, they're addressing the word of God, and that's where we want to be. But before we even get to the emphasis of that increase on that seed. Let's talk about knowledge and wisdom. Let's look at from the aspect of what could be planted. In this day of, of news media and of news broadcasts, there's many of things that can be implanted. The media on, on today, um, millionaire status, people and folks that are in political office want to influence others and, and use pathways to implant seed. And fear is one seed that folks want to plant in. And what fear can do, it will allow uh, things to set in and to fester. And it will cause, <coughs> it will cause you to act out in a way and that may not necessarily be natural or normal. But God lets us know that we are to fear the one that can, can destroy 
the body, but we should fear the one that can destroy the soul. And on today in the news media, there's different things going about relevant to sexual orientation relative to the threat of, of death in the area of COVID and now the, the superbug phase two of COVID, the threat of, of death through, through bullet or a robbery, um, the threat of losing your job. All these things are festered and, and can be, be stirred up by the news media and they become reinforced by others who share it from the aspect of fear. Nothing to fear but fear itself, one person says. But the loss of a job or the potential loss of the job, if you don't know who your source is, which is God, it will allow you to act from a position of fear, right? Abraham said when he came back from the slaughter, the valley of, of Shiva and the slaughter and the blood and everything, he had all the, 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 the gold, the silver, whatever, the booty from him and his trained servants going forward, right? And, and the kings were there waiting for their stuff and there was Melchizedek there with the chalice of wine and some bread in, in a priestly robe. Now, Abraham understood the allocation of time and resource, right? You, you got to understand who the source is. And the world will allow you to think that the source is whomever is controlling the news media on the earth. And, and those things aren't necessarily the, the verdict of the time. And so with Abraham, he understood that men were waiting for their stuff but he understood the true, true course of what his source was, right? And so the normal expectation was, hey, you know what? Divide it among the people and, and the kings that were waiting. He didn't do a normal thing like the news media has people afraid and they're, they're, they're reacting. But you need to understand who the source is, who is the chronicler, who is the writer of your destiny, who is the 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 innovator of the process of who you are is not the earth system It's not the man system and right then abraham had an epiphany moment he understood that it wasn't about the stuff he understood that a, a, a piece <coughs> excuse me that a piece of lint or a shoestring was not more valuable than the blessings of God. He said, and he said, well, shall I say that Abraham made Abraham rich? And all right, then he gave a tenth of it to Melchizedek. He gave a tenth back to the system of understanding that, that God is the ultimate source, that God is the ultimate provisioner of his sowing, and God is the, the ultimate increaser through seed faith, he planted that tithe amount back into that, which was his future and his destiny. And so many people miss out on that. Earlier last year, this time, I was looking for employment and, and people say, well, you got the ministry and this and that. Well, we declare right now that the ministry is 
is is at the point where I can go full time and that is taking care of every need that I have. But at that moment, I had to feed my family. I had to issue out intercede, understanding that the source was God and that my increase and I yet still tithe, but I had to be out looking for the seed investment opportunity to feed my household and to feed my family. The unemployment was not yet good enough. And so I had to go and 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 take care of some things. And I had a choice between a job that was here and in Maryland. So I had to go. Amen. The, the job necessarily in Phoenix did not pan out at that moment. And I was scratching my head about it. But I believe God and I follow him because I am a tither, I am a giver, and, and the seed principle panned out for me. And now, a year later, I'm in Phoenix, and I have a full-time job. What is a seed? A seed is an opportunity for increase. It could be an opportunity for loss if you allow it. But God, amen, and I, I want to read this scripture here that's coming from Colossians 2 and 8. And it's important that I share this because in the world and throughout the world, there's different modes of seed implantation, the implementation and implantation that wants to penetrate your spirit. It wants to get into your spirit, man, and disrupt and cause all kind of interruptions and flow. And so when Abraham understood See, principle, he gave a 10. He gave a 10 back into the promise that God was his provider and ultimate increaser. But anyway, let's let's take a look at this real quick. And it says here in Colossians 2 and 8, and this is a King James version, it says, take heed lest there be anyone taking you captive through philosophy and empty deceit. Amen. This is not the King James. This is the Berean uh, uh, literal Bible. So there are seducing spirits. There are philosophies and mindsets that are going to and fro upon the earth like a seed looking to be planted into the mind of people and ultimately into the tablet of their heart. Glory to God. There is a seed coming through the airway, trying to disrupt the thing that God has for you, trying to take your mind away from the one who sits on high. You got the left side and the right side speaking to you about lottery opportunities. If you invested your time in a business structure, amen, and, and seeded into that, that would increase your opportunity of getting that first million glory to God versus playing the lottery. Seed implantation. Your probability factor is much higher if you own your own business to become a millionaire. And so there's philosophies in empty deceit in according to Colossians Two and eight, and that's the wrong seed. That's not the seed that we want to share about that needs to be planted. But those opportunities based upon deceit, according to the tradition of men, 
Glory to God. We see how the trending of the stock market and the trending of different things which causes men to invest with what the, the populace is doing. And God has called you to have life and that more abundantly, he has called you to be the head and not the tail. And so sometimes the tradition of men will cause men to be in debt or in bondage or in a boundary toward a system, a seed and plantation. But that's not the seed that we are looking to. We are looking to the seed that says that you have life and that more abundantly, the seed that says I have set before you blessings and curses are things of the world and things of man you choose. And when you choose, glory to God, choose the blessings according to God. And it says here, uh, according to the principles of the world and not according to Christ. Well, there's principles of the world and the, the, the path therein is going to lead to death and destruction, but the path, eternal damnation, hallelujah, but the path in Christ will lead you to eternal life. And the word tells us that we are to die to the flesh and we are to die to the things of the world. If I'm in Christ, I am a new creature. Old things have passed away. Old activities that implant seeds within me has passed away. The art and the activity of taking in drinks, the art and the activity of going to the strip club, the art and the activity of cursing and acting crazy, it has passed away. I'm no longer in boundary to those things. And so you must operate as so. Is there a system of perfection? Yes perfecting the things in Christ and in that mindset, but it is a process that we're moving toward. We're moving toward that seed implantation and that divine movement that God wants us to increase. He wants us in a position of seed mentality that we plant into tithe and offering, that we plant into personal time of fellowship with him and, and, and study time, personal time that we activate and stir up the gift that's within us so that we can abound upon the earth, so that that bumper increase and that crop can be established so that there is going to be a accounting and a harvest. So what is a seed? A seed is an opportunity for increase and growth. A seed is an opportunity for multiplication factors to provide for your household. The, the opposite is Glory to God, a seed to keep your household in the bounds of sin or in a place of a desert, hallelujah, wilderness experience. That's what happened to the people of Israel because God promised a man, Abraham, the opportunity as he gave a tenth and because he believed God. And so the, the generations after Abraham Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when the people came to the promised land and they sent out the spies 
in a 24-hour period of time, the wrong seed was planted of doubt, and, and that seed festered. And in 24 hours, the majority or bulk of the people had received that seed. Glory to God. The things that's common to man, they're uncommon to God. And because they did not believe, Joshua and Caleb did, and they said, man, we can take the land. We're well able. But the seed of doubt and the seed of not believing God for the promises of Abraham allowed that generation and caused that generation to die out. And the next generation assumed the promises because that seed of doubt needed a generation. It needed an opportunity for that seed to grow and fester, that seed of doubt, and then to die out among that generation. So what is in a seed? The seed is the opportunity for you to grow and increase in the things of God. Hallelujah. I believe we are ready now for Mark 4, 26 through 29. And so there's a commentary that talks about a seed, and it says that the, the mind, and well, we'll go ahead and read this after I share this. It says that we don't quite comprehend all of the complexities and the ability of a seed to produce and multiply after its kind. Glory to God. We do not understand that the reason why a seed can be planted into the ground in the appropriate soil and get the appropriate watering and the appropriate balance of oxygen and it begin to grow and increase one seed and off of that tree we'll say an apple tree an orange tree there's multiple other seed potentials through that one seed from that one orange i'll use an orange i was going to use an apple but we'd use an orange and so from that one seed there is at least a million other possibilities of increase and growth. And so that's the thing that God wants to do over your life. He wants to multiply you. He wants to increase you from generation to generation. He told Adam and Eve to go forth and multiply and, and secure and, and, and overtake the land. Well, how are they going to multiply? How are they going to increase? Adam had to plant seed. Hallelujah. Not only on the ground, but he had to plant seed within Eve so that that seed could connect with that egg or that place of fertility and multiply and increase and grow. And so we don't understand the mystery, but all we yet need to do is work the principle, work the principle, work the principle and increase and grow. God wants to use you and me to multiply upon the earth after our kind, not only by tangible numbers of children, but also by our talents and gifts, but also by our finance so that our resources can own and have Christian businesses and, and Christian faith and belief systems can be interacted and increase and grow. Glory to God. That's why we see other belief systems. That's why we see other mentalities and mindsets that are trying to take over, that are of the world. But God has come that we might have life. And so we invest in that seed potential. And so 
the parable of the seed says this in Mark 4 and 26, says, then he said, the kingdom of God is like a man who throws seed on the ground. In order for you to multiply and grow, you must be in the game. And if you're gonna get in the game, you've got to cast seed out onto the ground. You've got to take time out to get your mind and your heart aligned to the things of God. You must take time out to be a tither of your money, your time, and your talent. You must give back. And I'm not talking about just giving back to your family. Tithers increase and grow. I'm a tither. And I can tell you within the last two years, because of my tithing from 20 years, more than 20 years to now, Hallelujah, that my income, because I believe God and I was obedient, it doubled in two years. And God is working in my heart about doubling what I'm making now. Glory to God in half of the time. If I wasn't a tither, if I didn't give God that which was already his, that he has allowed me to be a steward over this principle of throwing seed on the ground or into the right ground, I would hold my seed, right? And in the one parable where the one took that one seed and, and buried it. And God said, man, you, you sorry servant, give me your seed. I'm going to give it to somebody who's going to multiply. God is looking for you across the earth. What is a seed. It's an opportunity to increase and grow and impact the world around you. You've got to put that seed out. You must cast it out into the ground. You must work and take time out to develop yourself and to grow in the things of God. And it says here in 27 of Mark 4 and 27, and he goes to bed at night and gets up every day. And in the meantime, the seed sprouts and grows. How it does this, he does not know. I don't know how it does it. I don't know how it increases, but I believe God and I'm casting my seed in the ground. I am putting my 10% of my time and my gift and talent so that God can open up the doors of heaven and pour me out a blessing. I'm not doing it for the blessing, but I'm doing it because I don't want to operate in the world system. I do not want the seed, the, the seeds of fear and, and, and anarchy to multiply over my household. I want the things of God and to multiply and to grow in who he is and what he says I should do. Glory to God. So I'm not worried, but by faith, I believe that every seed that I plant, that there's a increase and, and over the night, hallelujah, it gets into the ground and it sprouts and begins to germinate and, and begins to multiply and begins to sprout out and then begin to grow. And then there's seed off of that that's the opportunity to increase even more. And it says here in 28, the earth produces crops 
by itself, first the blade, then the head of grain, then the mature grain of the head. Hallelujah. So the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. He has given us to be stewards. And he told us in, in glory to God, Genesis, that we are to go forth and multiply after our kind and to exercise the art and the specific of taking dominion and multiplying upon the earth. It is a biblical principle. Other people are going forth and multiplying upon the earth. There's people that are of the kingdom of the day and the kingdom of the night. There's people that's that's doing things at night or during the day that's of those kingdoms that are of the world. Glory to God. And they're planting seeds into those things. There's people that's going forth in white magic and black magic and, and all these other things, voodoo, uh, uh, Santeria and all of these places and all of these things to include a uh, 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 gender identification opposite of what they have been born in. But God has created you for a purpose and and a gender identification of what you were born with. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so I don't speak hatred upon people. I don't speak dislike upon people. God has called us, glory to God, to disperse the Christian belief system among the earth. Hallelujah. Not to spread anarchy, not to persuade or to sell slavery and prejudice. Someone said, hey, why should I be a Christian? Christianity was used to entrap us and to enslave us. Well, that's not the, but that's the manipulation of men with religion. Christianity is not the only belief system that has entrapped people as slaves. Every belief system that has been on the earth has entrapped people as slaves, but it's the working of men not the working of the God, big G. It's the working of men and the manipulation of men to justify their wrong acts before themselves and others. But God has a weighted decision for us all. Our decisions are weighing in the balance and God is checking us and seeing what is a see that we are planted. What are you planning toward the things of God? And then 29 says, but when the crop ripens, there's going to be a harvest. There's going to be an accountability for the type of seed that you have planted in the ground <coughs> over the course of time. Some seeds, hallelujah, mature and begin to grow, and there's different growth cycles, whether there be a month, whether there be a week, whether there be six months or nine months. <sighs> Ultimately, the study of seed planting and understanding is there is an expectation of harvest. And so the, the prayer seeds of planting, there is an expectation of a harvest, hallelujah, of oneness of mind, there's an expectation of an increase. Glory to God. And it says here, but when the crop ripens, he immediately puts in the sickle, hallelujah, to reap 
amen, to reap up, to collect, because the time for the harvest has come. There's going to be a harvest time, a movement of accountability toward the seed that you have planted. And your your decision in your heart is going to be weighing in the balance. That's the accountability for every man and woman upon the earth. Your actions toward that harvest time, whether you do something or do nothing. If you work or if you don't work, there's going to be a seed planted, right? Because if you don't plant a seed, there's nothing that's going to come up. It's going to be a waste of an opportunity. If you plant seed, whether it be good or bad, there is an accountability. So on today, what is a seed? A seed is an opportunity to grow and increase. A seed is an opportunity for God, as we allow him, to commandeer and to take charge of our destiny and to settle and calm our fears behind death, our fears behind the lack of money, our fears behind insufficiency on who we are. God has the roadmap for your life. He has the roadmap. And when we look to the hills from which cometh our help, when we look to him who sits on high, we don't have fear of what men or women can do to us upon the earth, but we walk in the excellency of his divine increase over our lives. Glory to God. And so on today, let's pray. And, and what is in a seed? This is an opportunity to grow and increase upon the earth. And it is the opportunity that there's going to be a harvest and a accountability toward the things of God in our lives. Father, we thank you on today. We thank you because of your seed principle. Abraham understood it when he went to the Valley of Shiva and, and he had the spoils of the enemy because he went on a commission journey for the kings. On the way back, he understood that they were waiting for their stuff, but he needed to give a tenth to Melchizedek. He, he understood seed principle. He understood that he didn't make himself rich, but that God had made him rich. And because of that, he gave a tenth to Melchizedek, and he said, shall I say that Abraham has made Abraham rich? Not so. I won't take a lint or a shoestring until I give a tenth to God. So there's a expectation that we cast and plant seed into the ground, and there's going to be a germination process of growth and increase. And from that, there's going to be a harvest. And so we thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you, Lord God, because you have increased us, Father God, and you have shown us through our humility and our surrender unto you. So we lay before you 
prostrate. We lay before you our heart. We lay before you our determination to be the best that we can be. We entrust in you our faith and our belief in who you are. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for today. And we ask you to keep us and cover us up under your protection and teach us, Father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Father.